Welcome to Life Church. We are an ex 242 community, a family on a mission to bring the life of Jesus to Warrington. We hope you're ready to hear what God has to say to you today through His Word and by His Spirit. This evening we are on Jesus is Faithful, and um, the word faithful, it, it, it can, you know, if you just, it, it can be kind of a word that we think is really important, but we don't actually know what it means. The word faithful means to remain loyal and steadfast, to be true to the original. Uh, if you hear some cover songs that people do of old songs, sometimes they are really are not faithful to the spirit of the original that they're copying. Um, to be faithful means to have a devotion to something or to someone. When I grew up in church, I had a best buddy called John, and John's the only kind of friend that I've kept all the way through my life. We, his, his dad was the vicar, my dad was the organist, and so we grew up together. So if you used to say, like, who's your, your best friend, it would be John. John is a faithful friend. Um, we've known each other for over 40 years. He is someone who has been loyal and steadfast He's been devoted to me. But I want to tell you tonight that John is not perfect. John's big flaw is timekeeping. So timekeeping in 2022 isn't such a problem, is it? Because we have this thing called a mobile phone. So if you're running late, you can kind of send a text. You can let them know, yeah? Um, we, in fact, in our house, so that we can um, track our kids, we've got something called um, Life360. So when you have two daughters in Liverpool and um, you have one who aspires to go to London next year, and then you've got um, others who like to go out and about, let's just say that. It's good to know where they are at any one time, yeah? So Life360, it tracks them, and uh, what happens is there's a little uh, implant you can put under their skin, and um, what happens is, if you ever feel they're being disobedient in their location, you can send an electric shock to them, that last bit's obviously not true. But growing up in 1986 with my mate John, there was no Life 360. In fact, we didn't even have a telephone for part of that time because we were so poor. We lived in a place called Dargenham, or otherwise known as Dagenham. Yeah? And, um, and, we, and, uh, and so what would happen is that I, I used to really, and I still really do appreciate the friendship I have with John, but like in terms of timekeeping, he was not faithful at all. There was a bus stop. It's like, I, remind, I saw him this weekend, I reminded him of this weekend. I said to John, I'm using you as an illustration of my preach to him. I said, you've been a really faithful friend. But I said, that 129 bus stop in Ilford, I said, I spent hours, hours waiting for you to arrive. And there was no text, there was no mobile phones, there was nothing. You used to see each other on a Friday at school, and you'd just say, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow at 1 o'clock at the 129 bus stop. John never came at 1 o'clock to the 129 bus stop. So our friendship is damaged by those experiences. But as we look at Jesus is faithful tonight, like from the outset, I believe I'm speaking to a crowd of people tonight, that actually you recognise this is true. And what actually happens is that we forget this is so true because what we do is we link sometimes the faithfulness of Jesus to maybe the faithfulness of our spouse or the faithfulness of a friend who does let us down from time to time 
or even the church. Like the church isn't perfect. The church is made up of people like you and me. So you have to be careful that we don't link the faithfulness of Jesus to the faithfulness of, of people who love Jesus. They're different things. If you link the faithfulness of Jesus to me as an individual, as a pastor, I'll do my best for you. I really, I really will. I'll do the best that I can on most days. Some days I'm a bit lazy. Sometimes apathy can reign in my life. But most of the time, I will give it my best shot. But I won't do it right all the time. So if you link the, or measure the faithfulness of Jesus against your pastor, like you'll be disappointed. And the, and the fact of tonight, as we look at the scriptures... We're going to see that actually the faithfulness of Jesus isn't linked to anything but himself. Like the faithfulness of Jesus is self-perpetuating. It comes out of Jesus. It's, it's from Jesus. It's expressed by Jesus. Um, Jesus, sorry to spoil the sermon, but Jesus can't help but be faithful because by nature he is faithful. Jesus is faithful. And even when Jesus was prophesied about in Isaiah, 6, Isaiah 11, so this is hundreds of years before we have the Christmas story, 80-odd days to go. Yeah, it's going to be great, where we celebrate the fact that Jesus came to the earth 2,000 years ago. 700 years before that, what was Isaiah writing about? He was writing about the faithfulness of Jesus. Isaiah 11, it says, Righteousness will be his belt, and faithfulness the sash around his waist. Jesus wears faithfulness. It's part of who he is, and it's part of his nature. Wayne Grudem, the theologian and writer, he says this about God's faithfulness. He says, God's faithfulness means that God will always do what he said and fulfill what he has promised. Always. He will always do what he has said and fulfill what he has promised. So from the right, right from the outset tonight, the word of the Lord to us tonight is Jesus is faithful. Like, don't doubt it. You don't need to think about it. It's something that we can experience. It's something that we can rejoice in. It's something, actually, as a bunch of Jesus followers, that we can kind of, we can bet the farm on that. That Jesus is faithful. Like on a bad day, Jesus is faithful. On a good day, Jesus is faithful. Like he is just ridiculously and almost annoyingly consistent. If you wake up in the morning and you're wondering if Jesus is faithful, the answer is yes. Jesus is faithful. Jesus has always been faithful. Jesus is faithful today, and Jesus will always be faithful. In a world that's so changeable, where things can disappoint us, even where marriage or relationships, like that thing that should be faithful, sometimes it doesn't work out because we are flawed beings, we're not perfect. Even in those moments, we can celebrate that Jesus is faithful. Interest rates go up, fuel tariffs go up, food prices go up, great uncertainty. But as the people of God tonight, we can be confident that Jesus is faithful. First thing this evening is Jesus was faithful in his mission. Jesus does what he says he will do. He did what he said he would do. And one of the reasons why we can believe that Jesus is faithful is because when Jesus set out to do something, he accomplished it. He has a great track record. John 17 verse 4, Jesus said as he approached the cross, he says, I have brought you glory on the earth by finishing the work 
that you gave me to do. It was faith, the faithfulness of Jesus that caused him to work out the plan of the Father as he went to the cross. It was, it was his faithfulness to his mission that in John 4, Jesus, when his disciples came to him, do you remember when Jesus was at the well, they went off to get some food, and then Jesus has that dialogue with the woman at the well, and then they come back to him, and, uh, and they say to him, um, Jesus, do you want some food? And he says, and they think, oh no, he's not hungry now, he must have had something to eat, yeah? And Jesus says these words, Jesus says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me, and to finish his work. Jesus, he's, even it seems that his physical appetite was satisfied by doing faithfully what God had called him to do. Like, that's incredible. It's, it was the essence of who he was. And he did it. He followed through on that plan of redemption. He was found faithful because the Bible says in Hebrews 12, it says that he endured the cross because of the joy that was set before him. You know what that joy was? You know the reason why Jesus was so faithful to his mission? Why he endured the cross? Because of the joy that was set before him? I believe that joy was you and me. It was what, it was what sat on, side, on the other side of the cross. Because he saw you and me. He saw a church, an ecclesia, that was redeemed. What we see is that Jesus was driven forward to endure and to obey and to do the will of the Father. Jesus completed the task. He saw it through. He persevered through difficulty. And because of that, because of that, we can trust that he is faithful. He is faithful. And what's our response to that this evening? There's three things I want to say to us tonight. The first thing is his, he is faithful in his mission. So what response does that, you know, I think... I've kind of outlined there in a relatively robust way that Jesus shows he's faithful because he did what he said he would do. What about us this evening, though? I believe that God would call us forward to be faithful in whatever God has called us into. God has called us, what God has called us forward to be faithful in, being parents that demonstrate and show that quality of faithfulness as spouses to one another, as friends to one another, as a church to one another. Yeah, We need to do our best to be faithful, to be loyal and steadfast and true. Jesus in Matthew 25 tells the story of the parable of the talents. And the story is that a master was going on a journey. He gave five talents and two talents and one talent to three of his servants. He went away and he came back and he wanted to know what they had done with what he had entrusted them with. And the one with five came forward and he had made five more. And Jesus' co commendation to this servant should encourage us this evening that we are called to use what God has given us well. To be found faithful. Jesus says to that servant, he says, he says to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will give you much. So Lord, this evening I pray, as we follow you, that we will seek by your grace to reflect your faithfulness to your mission in our faithfulness 
to the missions that you call us to do. Lord, you don't call us to save the world. That was your job. Only you could do that. But Lord, this week, there are people that will be in front of our lives. There'll be resources in front of our lives. There'll be responsibilities in front of our lives. And Lord, we will have a choice to make in those moments to be faithful, to be loyal, to be steadfast, to be true, to manifest that quality of your character. Lord, we always come short. But Lord, I pray that by your grace and by your spirit strengthening us, that you will enable us to be faithful in the mission that you call us forward into. Second thing we see as we look at the person of Jesus, and this is a wonderful thing. If you wanted, if you wanted our Savior to be loyal, steadfast, and true in what he says, we would want him to be faithful in this. This evening, Jesus is faithful in forgiveness. And aren't we grateful that he is? When I read this text to you now, you listen for the word faithful there and you rejoice with me that it's in the text. 1 John 1 verse 9. If we admit that we have sinned and we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and true to his own nature and promises and will forgive our sins and cleanse us continually from all unrighteousness. Listen, Life Church, this evening, I am, I am delighted. Like the word fandabidozi comes to mind. The fact that, the fact that Jesus is faithful in forgiveness. You know what? He can't help but forgive you because it's in his nature to be faithful in forgiving you. He is faithful. He won't change his mind. Jesus won't have a bad day. He won't move the goalposts. He won't be inconsistent. He won't be funny with you. He won't be weird with you. He won't be moody. He won't be unkind to you. He is faithful. He is faithful. Charles Spurgeon said this. He said, The glory of God's faithfulness is that no sin of ours will ever make him unfaithful. The glory of God's faithfulness is that no sin of ours has ever made him unfaithful. He is so faithful that he could not be unfaithful and not forgive your sin or my sin. He cannot not forgive you because he is faithful. He is true to the original. He is faithful. And then that impacts on us this evening. So we talked about mission. How the challenge of mission comes to us. Jesus was faithful in what the Father called him to do. So how will we be faithful in what God has called us to do? So in forgiveness, we read from the scriptures that wonderfully, Jesus forgives us because the Bible says his nature says he has to forgive us. So then the challenge comes to us that as we draw on God's faithfulness in forgiveness, and we can be sure that he will forgive us, God calls us forward as his people to have a different spirit to the world. The spirit in the world would be that you want to get even or you want people to know that you're really hurt. Yeah, That's what the spirit of the world is. But Jesus calls us forward to be faithful in forgiving people. Ephesians 4 verse 32. This is what the Bible says. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, 
as Christ forgave you. It's almost as if like, you can kind of take the be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, but then Paul, as he writes to the church at Ephesus, he compares the forgiveness that we should have for one another to the forgiveness that we have received from Christ. And that forgiveness that we've received from Christ is faithful, it's consistent, it's steadfast, it's sure. That's what God offers us. And the wonderful thing about God's forgiveness is this. The Bible says that God is love. And 1 Corinthians 13 describes different aspects of God's love. I won't tell you them all because I just want you to think about one. Yeah, But one of them, one of the aspects of God's love is this, that love keeps no record of wrongs. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Let me tell you, in our relationships, in our friendships, in our marriages, if we put that into operation, we would find that our relationships and our love for one another would be so much more richer. Because when you keep no record of wrong, you don't say things like, I remember when, or do you remember when, or you always do that, or you never do that. Every time we say those words, what we're doing is we're remembering a way that we've been wronged. And I understand, particularly in a marriage, it takes two to tango, yeah? If one of you is simply doing that and the other one keeps throwing about, that's difficult, I understand. But in a marriage relationship and in a friendship and in a church community, if we can model that, that love keeps no record of wrongs, yeah? If I wrong you, then forgive me, but please don't remind me. And if you wrong me, I'll seek to forgive you but I won't remind you, yeah? Because you can't move forward on that basis. There's nothing, there's no line being drawn. What you do is every time you remind something of someone of doing something wrong, you regress, you go backwards. Imagine if, imagine if Jesus says, yeah, I forgive you, but I'm going to remind you, and I'm going to remind you. Like that is no basis of new creation, of having a new start, of, of being washed clean. Like you can't do that. And that's, but I believe that's what Jesus calls us forward into. We receive his forgiveness. He faithfully forgives us. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. He's true to his own nature and promises. He can't help but forgive you. Wouldn't it be amazing if by the grace of God that we could be a community where it was, it was almost as if we couldn't help but forgive one another and also those coming into contact with our lives. Probably the most powerful expression of forgiveness is actually when it's done to someone who isn't expecting it or doesn't understand the gospel because that's not normal and that's what God calls us into. So Lord, for us as a community this evening as we reflect on the forgiveness that we have received, Lord, tonight, Lord, we are so rich. Like We are so rich, Lord. You have faithfully forgiven us. And Lord, I pray this evening, if there's anyone here tonight that carries anything in terms of guilt or condemnation or feels that, that they can't be forgiven for something, Lord, I pray tonight that they will wonderfully experience your faithfulness in them just knowing that they are cleansed, they're clean because of your faithfulness. And Lord, by your grace, will you enable us to be a people who have a different spirit that in our lives where people might hurt us or upset us or do wrong to us, 
that, Lord, because of your kindness and grace that we've experienced, Lord, there's a sense that we reciprocate what we have received into the lives of others. And, Lord, those moments will be costly because forgiveness is only costly when it costs us something. But, Lord, I pray that you will help us and give us the grace that we might be a great witness for you in those moments. So Jesus is, was faithful in his mission. Jesus is faithful in forgiveness. And the last thing this evening is Jesus is faithful in being present. He's faithful in being present, in being with us. And for the Christian, as we live our lives, this is kind of a wonderful truth that we can carry with us continually as we live our lives for Jesus. The fact that Jesus is always with us. And because Jesus has been faithful in what he's done already, we can rely on what Jesus says in these words in Matthew 28. This is from the Amplified Version of the Bible. Jesus, at the end of his ministry, he says these words to his disciples. He says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And lo, and these are the words, I am with you always, remaining with you, perpetually. I had to look that up. I'll tell you what it means in a moment. Some of you already know because you're clever, all right? But I admit to you, I didn't know what that word meant. Remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstances and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. Jesus says, first of all, he says to you and me that he is so faithful in being present to us or with us that he will be loyal and steadfast and true that he will perpetually be with us perpetually means in a way that never ends or changes it's just like a consistent state that's a wonderful thing so perpetually is with us he's with us the amplified version says regardless of circumstances so that means this week if you have good news Jesus is faithful and he's with you. It means this week, if you have unsettling news, Jesus is faithful and he's with you. It means this week, if you have sad news or depressing news, the Bible says that Jesus is faithful and he will be with you and he will be loyal and steadfast and true. Whatever happens, regardless of circumstances, we can know Jesus is faithful in being present with his people. And he's with us, the Amplified Version says, on every occasion. I like that word occasion. We celebrated a birthday this week in the Jewist house. It was one of our Ukrainian friends who's living with us now. Tanya, she was 45. And uh, it was a moment of celebration. It was a moment of celebration. We did some some strange Ukrainian things with drinks and cheers. we celebrated, it was interesting, you celebrate the birthday of the person, but actually a lot of emphasis and celebration is given towards the mother, because it's the mother who gives birth. It's almost as if it was the mother's birthday and not the child's birthday. And so we were celebrating that. But in the midst of all that, we were able to pray as well. And it was great to recognize the faithful presence of Jesus on a birthday occasion around a table, eating cake. Um, I was drinking pink lemonade. I think they were drinking like Ukrainian yaki or raki or something like that. 
But it was great just to celebrate that together because Jesus says that I'm with you on every occasion. I'm with you on every birthday, every anniversary, every wedding, every funeral, every mealtime, every conversation, every moment of laughter, every moment of sadness. Jesus says, I am faithful in being present with you. Corrie Ten Boon, who was a Dutch Christian, her father was a watchmaker, and they hid, they hid Jews in their home in Holland. Eventually, they were caught um, in the start of 1944. Her and her family, they were sent to a concentration camp. Corrie Ten Boon sent just under a year in there. During that time, her sister died. It was a terrible time. But as Corrie Ten, Ten Boon reflected on those moments, talking about the presence of God, she said, I've experienced his presence in the deepest hell that man can create. You see, Corrie Ten Boon could experience the presence of God in a Nazi concentration camp with death all around her. We don't understand why those things would happen. But she could experience God's presence. And the reason why she could be confident in those moments is she was a Christian and she loved the Lord and she saw it in that dark place to be a witness, to read scripture from a Bible that she smuggled in, um, to, to build a community, to be a witness. She could experience and know the presence of Jesus was there because Jesus is faithful in being present with his people. And if Jesus can be present with Corrie Ten Boon in a Nazi concentration camp with death all around her, let me tell you this evening, whatever we go through in this life, we can be confident, not because of Corrie Ten Boon, but because of Jesus, you know, when Jesus says, when Jesus says, I am with you always, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstances, and in every, on every occasion, even to the end of the age. The Christian lives in the light of that, that he's present with us. The presence of Jesus isn't something to be afraid of or to be scared of. God isn't a God that stands over us with a stick. I would rather have the presence of Jesus with me every day than to think, oh, there might be moments where I don't want God to see me or I don't want God to hear what I have to say. The presence of Jesus is a wonderful thing. Final thought this evening is that he's faithful forever. And uh, Nick, who wrote this series, he shared this scripture with us from 2 Kings chapter 13. This scripture describes a period of time in Israel's history where God protects his people. It says, Haziel, king of Aram, oppressed Israel through the reign of Jehoahaz. But the Lord was gracious to them and had compassion and showed concern for them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This scripture just tells us that because of the promises that God had made previously, he was faithful to protect his people. The amazing thing is that we, as we look at the timelines of 2 Kings 13 and the time in Genesis 17 when Abraham was first given this promise that God would preserve his people, over a thousand years have passed. A thousand years. God is a faithful God forever and I believe this evening that Jesus is faithful and if he can do that for a thousand years for a nation of Israel, then I believe he can do it for a hundred years for me as I live this life. That Jesus can be faithful 
in my life. He is in the business of faithfulness. And for us this evening, as we step into this week, one of the fruits of the Spirit, there are nine that are listed in Galatians. One of the fruits of the Spirit is this word, faithfulness. Faithfulness. It's something that God calls us into. He wants us to live our lives in a way that's faithful, that's loyal and steadfast and true. If we live our lives in a faithful way, it represents so much of the character of God. And uh, as we step into this week, my prayer for us as a church is that we would grow in faithfulness. That just as Jesus is faithful, I pray this evening that we, as his church, will be faithful. Last verse, 1 Thessalonians 5.24. The Bible says, He who calls you is faithful. And he will do it. He will do what he says he will do. Yeah, let's just take a moment now just to prayerfully reflect this evening on what we talked about. There were three parts to um, the challenge that I brought to us tonight. I talked about Jesus and his mission about being faithful in what God has called us into. Maybe ask the Lord this evening, say, Lord, how can I be particularly faithful this week as I do the things that you've called me into? My diary is mapped out. Lord, show me how I can be faithful this week. Maybe it's in the area of forgiveness tonight, yeah? Jesus is faithful in forgiving you and me. He can't help himself. Like, take advantage of that tonight. Jesus reminds us this evening that he's with us all the time. Maybe we can ask him to make us more aware of his, his voice and his nudgings and his challenges as we follow him this week. We've come to the end of this week's message. We hope you've been impacted and inspired. Keep up to date with everything that's happening by visiting our website at www.lifechurchwarrington.com.